the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you ready for the word? Praising. This is Pastor Pearson of Word of Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast and I pray as being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So, without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called, Our Response to the Word. God tells us in Romans chapter 1 that the gospel, which is the word of God, is the power of God unto salvation. It's the word that God has preached to us so that the power that will cause all that salvation provides to us can actually manifest for us. But the Bible also tells us that the gospel is not the power of God unto salvation for everybody, but it's unto them that believe. Which means that if we don't respond properly to God's word by believing the word that God has preached to me and you, then the power of God unto salvation won't manifest for me and you. Hearing the word preached doesn't unleash the power of God unto salvation. Believing the word does. That's why it's so important, brothers and sisters, that we respond properly to the word that God has preached to us. Otherwise, all the power of God that could have manifested from the gospel preached to us won't manifest for us. And it won't be because he couldn't have done it, but it'll be because of our response or our lack of response to God's word. So without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called Our Response to the Word. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. If you got your Bible with you, I invite you to turn to Hebrews chapter 10. Hebrews chapter 10 as we read our foundational text on the teaching that we've been doing for a little while now. Praise God, just a little while now. Of course, if you're a visitor here with us today and you happen to have left your Bible out in the car, don't run out and get it. Just use one of those in the seat pocket in front of you, one of the blue ones. Just when I say write this in your Bible, don't write it in mine. Praise God. Just, amen. That's all I request. Amen. Hebrews chapter 10. We're continuing the teaching that we started just a little while back, and that is our response to the word. Our response to the word. Very important teaching because it's important for us to respond correctly to the word of God. Because no matter how much word you hear, oh, and you hear some word up in this piece, praise God, word is flowing like water downhill, running like Niagara Falls, it just don't stop. Are you listening to me? Blessed be the name of the Lord. But no matter how much word you hear, the word you hear is not what's going to cause the thing to be able to manifest for you. It's your response to the word that you hear. It's your response to the word, which means if you respond incorrectly to the word of God, then unfortunately, although God is placing before you a tremendous opportunity to step into an awesome lifestyle, which is far beyond your natural comprehension, although he is extending you a word which will present you opportunity to go beyond your natural understanding and abilities to be able to receive and achieve it. God is inviting you past your limitations into an awesome lifestyle manifestation. But although he's inviting you to do that, you'll never be able to step into that if you respond incorrectly to the word of God. 
Although the promises of God are already yea and amen in Christ. He's already said he's willing to do it. He already said he's going to do it. All we do is come into agreement with him so that he can do what it is he wants to do. How many people want God to do great things in the midst of their life? How many of y'all ain't going to raise your hand no matter what I ask you? Praise God. Amen. For those of us who want God to do great things in the midst of our lives, then we need to respond correctly to the word of God. Therein is why this teaching is so very important. And the Lord shared with me personally and privately when he had shared with me about this message. I was about to go into another series and begin to start, you know, talking, teaching about something else. The Lord said, no, I need you to teach them about this because I need my people to respond correctly to what I'm saying to them. He said, because I've got great things planned. I'm telling you, we are at a cusp in human history, whereas the people, uh, the people of this world, as well as the people of God, are going to get a chance to see God like they've never seen him before. But he needs a people who know him like that. He needs a people who understand who he is, understand what it is he's, he's doing. And when he speaks, we're willing to do what it is he said to do so that it opens the door for him to be all he wants to be and do all he wants to do. Anybody up in here willing to do that in Jesus' name? Rest of y'all just keep coming, keep showing up, keep listening. And you, I guarantee you that later on down the line, you'll raise your hand to that one. Praise God. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 35. Did I say have an ear to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is going to say to you today? If I didn't, I'm saying it now. Have an ear to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is going to say to you today. You're going to be blessed. Verse 35 says, cast not away therefore your confidence, which hath great recompense of reward. And it does too. Your confidence has great recompense of reward. I love that because you got to understand that when the Holy Spirit had this Bible written, he did not have it written for a publisher. Meaning that it did not, a publisher did not read this writing and then determine whether or not there was enough words in it and then send it back after proofreading and say, no, you need a few more words up in here. I need you to add some more words because that's just not enough information. So could you please add a few words here and there? They don't have to mean anything. Just put them up in there so that we can have the right amount of words so that we can be able to sell the book. Because books with this many words sell this much and books for this many words sell this much. You write between the two. So add some words or take some words out so that I could be able to publish this thing properly. No, Holy Spirit wrote this book and the Bible says no word of God is void of power. It's there to accomplish what it is he pleases and the thing he sends it to do. And when God says what he says, he means what he says. And he says that he don't want you casting away your confidence. Why? Because it has great recompense of reward. Didn't say it had recompense of reward. It has great recompense of reward. He had an adjective, an adverb on top of it in order to be able to make sure you clearly understand that this ain't no joke. This ain't no fake. This is the real chocolate cake that I need you to understand that it has great recompense of reward. Tony Tiger, Tony the Tiger wasn't the one that came up with is great. God came up with is great. Tony Tiger has been imitating him ever since. And it's time for us to start imitating him too and realize that it's got great recompense of reward. That if you hold fast to your confidence and don't let it go, do not cast it away. What is he talking about? Your confidence is equivalent to your faith. That which you have confidence in, that's what you rely upon, that which you will hold fast to in the midst of trials and tribulations and difficulties and struggles. That if you hold fast to what it is that God has to say, it'll have great recompense of reward for you. That phrase recompense means that it pays off, that God wants to pay you off. God wants to set you out. God wants to blow you up. God, in case you don't speak like that, he wants to make your pockets fatter. God wants to come through for you in a way that you've never seen him come through before. God wants to deliver you out of difficulties. God wants to get you into awesome places. God wants you to be the head, not the tail, above only and never beneath. God wants you to be the lender and not the borrower. And if you hold fast to his, your, your confidence in him, then it will have great recompense of reward. He's going to come through for you. That's why you don't cast it away. But you got to understand, and we've already learned, that most believers cast away their confidence. Most believers let go of their situation. 
Because, yeah, they shout up in here when that word hit their ear. They be running and shouting and dancing and throwing it back and just letting it go. But yet at the same time, as soon as a little difficulty come up in their life, they let that word go. In fact, that word says cast away, which means throw it down violently, which means let it low. You know, as you just like get it away from me. I just don't believe what God has to say. If I get what God has to say, I, I no, 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 don't do that. Because if you cast away your confidence, you will not receive the things that God has promised for you. He says, cast not away your confidence. He didn't even say, please. He said, cast not away. He's trying to tell you something. Cast not away your confidence. Do not let it go. Despite what's going on, do not let it go. Despite what you experienced, do not let it go. Despite what it is that your experiences was when you was growing up. I don't care who slapped you upside your head when you was a kid. Do not let go what God said. Verse 36. For ye have need of patience that after that ye have done the will of God, ye might receive the promise. That might, of course, is contingent on the fact of whether or not you let it go or don't let it go. If you do not let it go, you will receive the problems. If you let it go, then you will let go of the promise. And we learned last week that this thing has uh, 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 that you have to hold on to it no matter what, because at the time that the Lord is going to come through for you, that's when you need to have your confidence. At the time that he's getting ready to make that exchange with you, that's when you need to have your confidence, which means you can have confidence, hold on to it for a year or two, and then let it go, then God can't get that thing to you. You got to hold fast, and you got to have patience. You got to have patience. Yes, patience is a four-letter word. It's called wait. But at the same time, God ain't cussing at you when he say wait. God says, I need you to have confidence enough in me that you're willing to wait, knowing that I'm going to do what I say after you've done the will of God. Because after you've done what you're supposed to do, it opens the door for God to do what he's going to do. After you do what you're supposed to do, it opens the door for God to do what it is he wants to do. God does not just come down and just, you know, hook you up with blessings despite what it is you do. No, he need, there's a part you need to play. There's a part that he plays. And when you get in your lane and do what it is he wants you to do, then God can be able to come through for you. But if you come out of your lane, there's accidents. Are you listening to me? That's when folk are on the side of the road, not moving forward into the things that God has in store for them because they trying to do God's part and, and waiting on God to do their part. God, your part is to believe. Your part is to hold fast to your confidence. Your part is to not let go. And God's part is to then be able to cause it to be able to come to pass in the midst of your life. We read on. Verse 37 said, for yet a little while, and he that shall come will come and will not tarry. Notice he says that he that shall come. God shall come. Shall is the strongest assertion in any language. It means there's no ifs, no ands, no buts about it. That when God declared this thing to you, he's going to come through, no doubt about it. God said, I shall come. And he also tells you that he will come, which means I've made a decision to come. You got to understand that before the foundations of the earth, God made a decision that you're going to be blessed. God made a decision that he's going to come through for you. Before there was a stars that's twinkle or before there was a twinkle in your mama and daddy's eye on that night, God had already decided that you was going to be blessed. Long before they decided what they was going to name you, Boesha or Okeisha or whatever, whatever, before they decided that, God already decided that you was going to be blessed. Amen. He couldn't kind of talk to him about that name. He couldn't get through to him, but, <laughs> but he still decided you was going to be blessed because <laughs> God's that good. Verse 38, now, understanding all this, now the just shall live by faith. 
I'm telling you, I love that verse right there because that tells me exactly how we, the just, should live our lives. We are the just. That word just is short for justified and justified is a theological term, meaning that you've been declared righteous. God has declared us righteous. God has spoken righteousness as a verdict over us that in the courtroom of heaven, that when the decision came down, as for the sins that were performed as a result of Jesus Christ allowing himself to die for us and being our propitiation and our substitute for us on the cross and then standing in for us as our advocate and then being able to speak on our behalf as our representative, then the father came down with a verdict that said not guilty glory to God and then declared us righteous so from that point forward we've been declared righteous I know people have problems with this because they've been taught wrong for so long thinking that they're sinners but no you're not a sinner you were a sinner but you got saved by grace and because you got saved by grace now you get a chance to be a minister of God's manifold grace you are the just you are the righteous I still feel some people were having problems with that right now Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things have passed away and behold, check it out, check it out. Don't miss this. All things have become new and all things are of God. And if all things are of God, is God a sinner? Then if God's not a sinner, how could you consider yourself one that you've received Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior? Because he said all things are of God. What does all mean? What's left after all? That means that there is nothing about you that is not of God. Glory to God. I'm talking about you, the real you, the spirit of God that's living on the inside of you. I'm talking about the real you, that spirit that's attached to the living God, the one that's created in the image and likeness of God, the one that's holy and pure, sealed until the day of redemption. I'm talking about you, the real you that's on the inside, the one that's wearing an outfit called a body and possesses a soul. And because we possess a soul, then we think the way God wants us to think, and we think that we are the righteous. And he tells us how to live, that we live by faith. That means confidence in God, trust in God, knowing that God is good and his mercy endures forever, knowing that he is not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should repent, that if it were not so, he'd have told us. But if God tells us it's true, and that's what we know he's going to do. If God said he's going to come through, God's going to come through. If God's going to bring you out, God's going to bring you out. God said he's going to heal you, he's going to heal you. God said he's going to provide for you, he's going to provide for you. If God said that little girl going to live and not die, then she shall live and not die. Why? Because God does not lie. Yes. Bible says he cannot lie. Amen. Doesn't even have the ability to lie. Amen. Is that how cold? Don't even have the ability to lie. He tried to muster up one, couldn't even get one out. Praise God, because the lie ain't even in him. He's truth personified. He's truth through and through. And he tells us how we should live. We should live by faith, absolute confidence, absolute assurance, and absolute reliance on what it is that God said. That if God said it, that's just the way it is. And I can believe that. I can order my life according to that. I can have my children order their life according to that. I can lay the whole of my existence on that. And I ain't got to worry for a half a second, no, not for a nanosecond, that God's not going to come through. Because God's going to come through because he said in his word that heaven and earth would pass away if any part of that word does not come to pass. He said, if he don't fulfill it, then heaven will pass away, earth will pass away. Check the order of that. Heaven will pass away, earth will pass away. Which means that even before you lose your crib, he lose his. Because he put his up front. He said, heaven will pass away first. And trust me on this, precious, God ain't going to be homeless sitting on the side of no road talking about we'll answer prayers for uh, uh, we'll we'll answer prayer for food or something like that are you filling me up in here God ain't going homeless because of your little financial situation God ain't gonna be homeless because you can't pay your light bill God's gonna come through and if it means doing whatever he got to do God's gonna do what he got to do because his name is at stake his house is at stake he walking on streets of gold 
We got pavement that's bold. God ain't giving it up for that. So he's going to do what he's going to do. And he's going to come through. And what he say? And he says, the just shall live by faith. We're the just. And we found out that that living by faith is not a punishment, but it is a privilege. It is not a punishment, but it is a privilege. It is a privilege to live by faith. Oh, yes. I know that. I figured that that amen was going to be weak. And that's because you're confused right now. We are the only people on the face of the earth that have the privilege to live by faith. We are the children of God. We are the heirs of God. We are the joint heirs with Christ. We're the ones that have been pulled out of darkness into the marvelous light. We're the ones that have been filled with the spirit of God. We're the ones that's been recreated in image and likeness. The Bible in Rome says in Romans chapter 8 that they that are the sons of God, they, 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 that they are led by the spirit of God. Jesus said that my sheep know my voice and the voice of a stranger that they shall not follow. We know the voice of God. We know the voice of God. And we're led by God because we listen to what God has to say. And that's the way we order our life. If God said be holy, then we holy. If God said be, be rich, then we rich. If God says shut up, we shut up. Yes, we do. Because we do what God tells us to. And what a privilege it is, especially when you're dealing with somebody that knows the end from the beginning. That knows everything in between. Especially when you're dealing with a person that's never wrong. Can't be wrong. Never lied ain't ever lied. Are you listening to me? That everything he tells you is true. And if he tells you what to do, all you need to do is line up and do what he tells you to do. Because God knows exactly what he has in store for you. God knows exactly what he has planned for you. God knows exactly what he has in his hand for you. And he's going to tell you exactly what he needs you to do to line up the way he needs you to line up so that he can run you down with a tsunami of blessings come riding a flood of blessings into the midst of your life and hook you up like you ain't never seen hooked up before. Whereas you'll land and find yourself in a city that previously was not your own. That you'll end up finding yourself in a house sweeter than anywhere that you ever did own. Come on up in here. Find yourself with money, honey. I'm talking about money that'll blow your left mind. Taking you far past that nickel and that dime. Are you listening to me? God's trying to take you to a world that'll cause your hair to curl. Take you into an existence far past anything that you could ever even imagine or thunk up on your own. If you move, thunk up. That's a past participle ghetto. Praise God. Anything that you could have thunk up on your own. Glory to God. Are you listening to me? Anything past what you could have thought up on your own? God wants to take you into a world that's tremendous. That's the privilege we have. Nobody else has it like that. Nobody else has God telling them what to do, what not to do, what to say, what not to say, knowing exactly what you need to do so he could be a blessing to you each and every day. Nobody got it like that but us. That's why it's a privilege. But, but there's people that miss out on this privilege. Says in the next part of that verse, be part. But if any man draw back, my soul has no pleasure in him. Look at that. Some folk will draw back away from what God said. Pull back away from God said. So I don't know about all that. I don't, I don't know about all that. That's a bit much. Praise God. Y'all, y'all a little radical over at that church. You know, I just wanted to wear my little WWJD stuff. You know, I, I just wanted my fish on my car. I just wanted, I, I just wanted stuff like that. I, I, I don't know about all this doing what God said. Wait a minute. You the just, ain't you? Ain't you? Ain't you? You the just, ain't you? You already learned to do what God said. That's how you got, that's how you became the just. That's how you got saved. You believed the fact that you was going to hell. You believe the fact that there was nothing you could do about it. You believe that somebody said that somebody somewhere on this cross a long time ago that you ain't never met nor seen died on the cross for you. They told you to pray this prayer and you'll be saved. You were silly enough to believe that. Don't stop now. Don't stop now. Look at what that did for you. Glory to God. We ain't living like we used to live. Let the church say amen. 
We ain't living with who we used to live. Let the church say amen. We ain't sleeping like we used to sleep. Amen. We ain't sleeping with who we used to sleep with. Let the church say amen. That's shouting ground. Blessed be the name of the Lord. We saved now. With a mighty burning fire. We ain't walk around smelling like alcohol and smoke like we used to. Got a little weak on that one. That's all right. I understand. I understand. It's a process. I feel you. I feel you. Hey, but just keep working at it, baby. Keep working. Stay. <laughs> Praise God. I ain't going to put out nobody out there. They're like, <laughs> yeah, hey, hey, amen. <laughs> he said, but if any man draw back, God said, listen to this. My soul has no pleasure in him. Wow. God said, my soul shall have no pleasure in it. No ifs, no ands, no buts about it. None. Why is that? Because think about it. Think about it. Think about it. God went through everything he went through. Send his son through everything he could send him through to be able to get you to the place that he, he wants to get you to. He had all these men of old be able to preach this gospel, prophesy the word so that Jesus could be able to come in the fullness of time. He had all these people who went through all kind of hell, shipwrecked, beat, heads cut off, sawed in asunder, all this stuff just to be able to get this word into your lap. So that you can be able to understand what God wants to do in the midst of your life. He pulled crazy folk from the east side of Detroit. Got them saved. Filled with the Holy Ghost. Sent them to San Antonio. Just to share you a word of what God wants to do in the midst of your life. Hooked up a place just for you. Place where worship is going forward. Or you don't go, you don't run into worship very often. You see a lot of praise, but you, and most of that is flesh. But you don't run into very much worship. Hey, I'm a preacher of righteousness. I tell the truth. Praise God. It's just a lot of flesh. They practiced in front of the mirror and then came in here and did it. I even put their little weave on, uh, uh, unhooked it just a little bit so it can lean right when they, when they dance and stuff. Glory to God. But God had his son die for you, bleed for you, beat for you. Uh, beard pulled up out of his face, slapped all upside his head just for you. Raised him up from the dead just for you. Sent the Holy Ghost into your life just to share with you the truth. And then we get there and be like, I don't know about all that. I don't know. That's you asking a bit much out of me. You asking me too much. You want me to stop clubbing. Stop backing it up. And letting folk back it up into me. You asking a bit much up out of me. You asking me to put down Mogan, all my buddies, Mogan, David, Christian brothers, come on up in here. You want me to leave up, leave my corona alone? You asking too much of me. You asking me to watch what I listen to? I like my Beyonce. You asking a bit much out of me. I want to rub on folk. I want to stick my tongue down the back of their neck and see whether there's anything back there. Don't ask that much of me. All you did was die. All you did was bleed. That's all. No wonder God said, I ain't got, I ain't got, I got Eastside Detroit version. I ain't got no pleasure about that. None. Verse 39 is our rescue. You know, but we are not of them who draw back under perdition. That's your lifesaver God throwing out there to you and stuff like that. At least accept it by faith if nothing else. But we are not of them that draw back under perdition, but of them that believe to the saving of the souls that we believe 
and God comes and saves our souls. That word save right there is the word deliverance, where God comes to deliver you, deliver you out of your circumstance, your situation, deliver you out of your mess and your stress and all that duress, save you out of all this other stuff that you're dealing with, save you out of danger, seen and unseen, stuff that you know about, stuff you don't know about. God's trying to deliver you. Are you listening to me? Blessed be the name of the Lord. But the key is don't draw back. Well, that's all the way up time for today. I hope that you were blessed by what the Word of God had to say. I hope that you're seeing that it's true. We really do need to respond properly to God's Word for it to do what it can do for me and you. Responding properly to the Word really is something that we all have to do so that God can do for us all the things that He promised in His Word that He shares with us that He's willing to do. So let's let God do what He says He wants to do. Let's learn to respond properly to the Word the way that He wants us to do so that he can do in our lives whatever he promised he'd do. If you want to hit a message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center, 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'll be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP. But it's always best when you can get it live. If you're in or visiting San Antonio or surrounding areas, come on by and see us. We're located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 6.45, Saturday afternoons at 4.30, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation and you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after it's over. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. Come on through. You'll be blessed when you do, and we will too. And since we're talking about coming through, there's something that I invite all of you Christian business people and aspiring Christian business people out there to do. We also invite all the Christian business people and aspiring Christian business people in San Antonio and surrounding areas to come out to our early morning summit meeting of the Anointed to Prosper Christian Business Persons Fellowship this Saturday morning. It's an early morning breakfast fellowship that's held from 7 to 9 in the morning on the first Saturday of every month where many of the Christian business people and aspiring Christian business people in San Antonio and surrounding areas come together to fellowship and network together as well as to receive a powerful word from God that will help them to be the successful business people that God has called them to be. Second Chronicles chapter 29, verse 20 says, Then Hezekiah the king rose early and gathered the rulers of the city and went to the house of the Lord. Don't miss this awesome opportunity to fellowship and network at this inspiring and informative meeting of the ministers of the marketplace. There's no charge, but a free will offering will be taken. So come on through. I guarantee that you'll be blessed when you do. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast tomorrow for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, Know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you tomorrow. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.